part two of Soma and what it means to be human. And oh. then, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up on that and then call it a day. Yeah, honestly, we've, I keep saying we were going to delve into that a little bit more. In fact, that was what this whole freaking episode was supposed to be about originally. Yeah, like the brunt of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just like, I don't know how, like, guys, we were just looking at a pool table and, and our <laughs> recording cell phone. That's literally, like, what we have to look at. And I'm just, like, looking at the balls as, like, spheres of influence, of ideas. Looking at the balls. <clears throat> and I wasn't, I was, I totally forgot about Soma. But anyway, getting back to it, um, I think first 30 minutes, I was like, oh, it's a walking simulator. That's what, that's, that's what I thought it was going to be. Simulator. I'm going on a hike today at the bottom of the ocean. Like, I hope this game isn't like that overrated shit where, like, yeah, you can interact with objects by mouse clicking, picking them up, but, like, you don't do anything with them and you're just walking from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling when, it was, when I was first getting into it, I had a feeling it was going to be good because it's made by the same people who made Amnesia, The Dark Descent, this house. Oh, that's right. Do you remember that game? That yeah, so. Old school horror game stuff. I will say <laughs> that. I can see that influence in Soma when it comes to the robots that chase you. Or, yeah, I know. There's like there's something about that. I think they're called frictional games or something like that. Frictional games, yeah. <clears throat> Dude, there's something about the way that they program like enemies or like threats that is just so daunting. It's like it's like it's because most of the time you can't really clearly see them, you know. So mm-hmm. it leaves a lot of your imagination to do the work, and your imagination loves to exaggerate things. Ignore that voice crack, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I didn't even notice. <laughs> you still have a career in voice acting, I promise you. Oh, okay, well, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of like, like the casting couch videos where like, I'm gonna make you a star. You got, you got a great voice, honey. You got a great face, you got a great voice. I'm gonna need you to do something for me real quick. Get on your knees. Oh no, oh no. We're gonna practice how well you can put that mouth to work. No. You, you want me to, <laughs> you want me to recite poetry? Yeah, do that with a little something something in your mouth. <laughs> I think this episode has become controversial enough. So yeah, back to humanity. So yeah. I, I still haven't gotten through more than like an hour and a half of the game. I'll revisit it today, but I remember the plot being that Earth gets ultimately like, like the surface of Earth gets ultimately annihilated by a meteorite. And the only chance for the species to survive is like either to go underground or to Beneath send... the ocean or something like that, right? Yeah, or to send, that might be it, or to send their... Like a hundred humans or whatever, oh, like yeah. on a shuttle to yeah, another right. planet because, or whatever. Right, right, because the only uh, remaining humans are living at the bottom of the ocean at some like laboratory, at some facility, and that's obviously not sustainable. So, <clears throat> yeah, their mission was to, you know, get everybody's consciousness scanned digitally and put into this oh, digital heaven. Oh, right. It's like a virtual heaven that you shoot up into space, so it it remains untouched, like the Voyager one, Voyager one satellite. That's interesting. Imagine just people like we. That's not a satellite. But <laughs> we we relinquish out. our bodies, and we're just like bits. We're just like bites of mm-hmm. of, of data. Yeah, like, like our how much consciousness would like. How much data would like the human consciousness take up, dude? It oh, would be a ton of data, dude. Thousands of terabytes. <laughs> That's a lot of memory space. 
Because, dude. Some of our mentally challenged uh, on the group. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no. Dude, like, they set up like, like 91 people are like, just like, they have mental deficiencies because, like, their consciousness takes up less RAM because they're not as intelligent. It's like, that's all that our, our, our hardware could fit up in space. Some of the data got corrupted. So the people who are smart have to die. <laughs> their, their, their intelligence takes up too much space. They can't get put into, into the Shift. Personality.exe has stopped working. Exactly. <laughs> or it's just like newborn infants. Newborn infants and like and like mentally mentally handicapped people. Uh, that's when you reset. Like that's how they they fit everyone onto like a ten thousand teraflop uh <laughs> like, like teraflop. C- CPU or whatever the fuck. And <laughs> but like I mean it'd be fine, right? They could learn actually what would it I'm like I'm thinking like what would it matter? It's quite a sacrifice for sure, but like mm-hmm. The whole process of growing up, like as a child, if you don't have a human body, how do you make mistakes in the digital in the digital stream in the ether? Mm-hmm. It's not like you like, like, cosmically, metaphysically, like right click and like delete, put into the trash bin. Like, like <clears throat> I don't need that. Or like that's not. Um, Mm-hmm. That's not Peppa Pig. <laughs> like I'm gonna right click consciousness and like just put that in the in the recycle bin. Right, right. Like like they can't make mistakes like that. At least I hope it's not like that. Or imagine like you know, Soma. You know how you can like <clears throat> you, can, you can add you can add mods to a video game. Right? Oh, imagine if you can mod your consciousness and skill set. Dude, oh my god. Like oh, I'm just gonna download the I Know Kung Fu app or something into my own brain. Oh my god. Digitally, oh, yes. Man, I really hope that... <clears throat> I don't know if it's physically possible for the, any of this stuff to happen, but God, I hope it does. That'd be so cool. I... I man. One day. It, at the very least... At the very least, the very most, I'm sure like, you could you could go on an ayahuasca shaman trip or something and <laughs> like, kind of fabricate this reality with your existing mental faculties for yourself. Imagine how would you get high if you were a digital clone of yourself? How do you get high? Yeah, you would have to like... <clears throat> hmm. I remember playing this game uh, Watch Dogs a while ago. Oh, where yeah. <clears throat> there's literally this like quote-unquote drug you can do. I don't know how many people remember this. You but, like plug a cord <clears throat> into yourself. It's literally, you just put like a little earpiece in your ear. And then it plays some sort of sound that makes you hallucinate. And it's like a minigame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Game I developers decided to make a video game out of getting high. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I remember that part of it. I don't think anybody remembers that, but that was a tri- that was the fucking coolest part of that game. I think that reminds me of Futurama, where like <coughs> Bender, yeah, where, where where Bender goes to a party and it's like a s- literal circuit party. So circuit parties are like something I learned in the gay world, where like <laughs> gays will just get high off of like meth and coke, and like they'll stay up for several days, and they'll get thin, and they'll dance, and they won't be eating. And they'll do that from like Tuesday to Thursday, or like Thursday all the way through the weekend. You and have then we'll experience go back to in this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know close friends who have experienced ah, this. Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't need to be up for that long dancing for sure. Uh, it's already like enough energy as that hates you enough already. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but the the way the circuit party was was it's a literal circuit party. Like you, there's a hole in your head like as a robot, and you plug this like audio jack but it's really like you plug it in and like it zaps you and you're like yeah. <laughs> like you just get zapped with 
energy. It's just like straight up. Yeah, man, that's <clears throat> that's that's how you get blazed in the virtual heaven. <laughs> that is that that the end of soma. Blazed or blazing fast internet speed. It's all the same. Fiber optics. Oh, my mental fibers being optics. Yeah, but yeah, no, Soma's definitely. I don't know what it is that uh, we cho- why we chose, I guess, to particularly like single this game out just because of how trippy it is, the whole concept behind it. But it's definitely something we'll be coming back to pretty frequently. We're eventually going to play through it. I keep saying. Yeah, that's definitely going to be background footage mm-hmm. for YouTube. Mm-hmm. But uh, one last, one last closing thought on Soma that that I want us to explore. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you do? If your consciousness is downloaded digitally, it's in an ether, and the only things that you can do are rest, communicate with others, and that's it. Like, you you can communicate, but not in the sense that you think, not by talking, but, like, Telepathically, in oh, a sense. So you mean like as if like this, <clears throat> the idea of preserving someone's consciousness digitally meant to them they had a lot more limitations. Like they wouldn't be able to walk exactly. around in like this virtual like universe where, oh shit. So like, and would you ask yourself ask yourself like this? Is that an existence worth living? Like you, you I know, but like also ask yourself this: Is the existence we have now worth living? Like, well, I'm getting that cinder block. <laughs> Tying that cinder block around my leg. I'm going to the nearest river. No, but <laughs> as soon as you find out, well, as soon as you find out, you put that up life is meaningless. Millionaire in Bitcoin. But... <laughs> but but like, is everything that we have in life just adding extra steps? Like, if we took away all of our senses, mm-hmm. if we took away our need for food, for water, for sleep, mm-hmm. you took all that away, and you just had the ability to communicate, and no needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And could you at least think freely? Like you can think freely, but you can't learn about things because you have no environment to learn them from, except from oh. other people. Well, hang on. If you're, you better be connected to the internet. It'd be really I'm shitty. Fuck. Oh my god, dude! It'd be really <laughs> shitty if like like you have everyone's consciousness in like one modem, and then like the, the plug to the internet is like unplugged. <laughs> they forgot when sending. Or you someone forgot space. to pay the internet bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's the internet uh, everyone's dead on earth oh shit <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh we're losing bandwidth man if if i'm living that kind of existence and i get disconnected from the internet just pull the plug on me i'll just i'd rather be dead what if you don't have the option to kill yourself oh my god that's probably dude that must be oh the most my boring. god that probably would be hell that's like the most boring existence ever you gotta be connected to google you gotta be connected to a search engine or else your life is gonna be so boring dude, do you remember okay do you remember how the end of this is gonna be seen way out of left field but you remember how the end of jojo's bizarre adventure part two ended with the bad guy like floating out in space frozen he's he has no way of returning to earth and i'm probably this is probably major spoilers but there's nothing you can do. You're just you're, he's alive still, but he's left. He's doomed to float out in space for they, the rest of time. They did that also in uh, Rick and Morty, where Jessica got mm-hmm. frozen in like a time crystal or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and she just saw thousands and thousands of years pass her by, uh-huh. and she couldn't do anything. All she could do was witness and think. Dude, yeah. What if all you can do is witness and think? It's like that, that, here's the thing: like but the the world that you have before you to interact with is just a search engine, yeah. which is a lot. I mean, we can do so much with Google, Bing, and everything. Like literally everything that's on the web. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: can you produce things? Can, can you can you interact with the web 
uh, and uh, like produce new content because if you just have the same content that you're seeing over and over again, I mean, it's still going to take a very long time to learn everything. Yeah. Eventually, I think if you can't produce more things and production doesn't ceases to have meaning, mm -hmm. you kind of just the best solution <clears throat> is to entertain yourself with like like low consciousness activities or like mm -hmm. trying to crack jokes and whatnot. But eventually, like I think you'll probably find that the best thing to do is just to meditate and just to be still. That's all stillness. Thing. Like if you're <clears throat> disconnected from the internet, that's one. That's another thing. Cause you would just get to stillness sooner. Exactly. You would just reach stillness sooner. It would just take like. Uh, Thousands of human lifetimes, that's, which you would be alive for. That's what I was about to say at the very end. It's, it was kind of a meme, but at the end of Judge's Bizarre Adventure Part 2, mm -hmm. the bad guy, his fate, like being stuck spinning in space forever, is <laughs> eventually he stops thinking. <laughs> you just stop. You just, you're not dead, but you're not really alive anymore either. So, But thinking, they say thinking is what makes you who you are, but mm -hmm. I beg to differ. I think thinking is a tool of the mind, but it doesn't need to be something that defines us or, or like defines our existence. It can define our egos because we use the thinking mind to create egos mm -hmm. and ego being like a shell that protects us from reality, but also helps us interface with reality. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it uh, kind of uh, balances out the id, the id's desires and the super ego's desire to want to be <clears throat> harsh, uh, use the guilt principle, yada yada. So the ego, the ego is the mediator, but it's also the source of our sense of self. When we all just become like bites on a motherboard, mm -hmm. like... Does our sense of individuality matter? Like, you're no longer six foot two, you're no longer the Chad you were in your other world, or you're no longer like the kid with cerebral palsy. That's six like foot a, two. Are you calling me a Chad? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Oh, but, um, anyway, back to the kid with cerebral palsy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> but, or yeah. you might have like a nerve disorder or whatever, but like, if your consciousness gets put onto a computer, mm -hmm. Hey, that's another good yeah, question. Was, like, are you still a retard? Like, if, <laughs> if you get put onto a computer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Ben to his knees with the R word. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, well, I was about to ask the more civilized version of the same question. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, if, if you did, if you were a person with some sort of mental disability, right, and you had your consciousness digitally scanned, and someone was looking at your personality in the form of code, how would that disability reflect itself in the form of code? Would it be a bunch of glitches and errors, do you think? You'd be worth 100 megabytes while everyone's worth 30 gigabytes. <laughs> Between 30 and 60 gigabytes, the well-adjusted ones. Oh, that's sad. But yeah, would you be able to problem solve? Would you have like the faculties to make sense of everything you're interfacing with? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think the interface that we have as humans doesn't translate to computers and instead once your consciousness gets put onto a computer it's not as simple as sensing information as if as as we are humans mm -hmm. it's an instantaneous thing it's mm -hmm. instant and there's no barrier to it unless like maybe you're using like i don't know like like burnt dusty wire in which case like your modem needs to be like dusted every few seconds <laughs> like, like unless let's say all the connections anything that's wired is like gold or copper or whatever like there's little resistance to electrical flow like that because that determines how fast information moves around how fast like energy happens 
experience. Right. So, like, even if you're an idiot as, as a human, I don't think it'll matter. I think you'll go into the computer. I bet you, you know what? I bet you you'll know everything instantaneously. Everything, all at once. I mean, it but depends, depends on the hardware. Depends on the bandwidth, I guess. Right, but, but you, if you have a solid state drive, you're oh good. God. If you have a hardware, you're fucked. Imagine if, oh dude, hardware. imagine if your consciousness was uploaded into some shitty computer from the 90s. Like, <laughs> the Apple II. <laughs> so sad. Now, imagine like you or your personality lagging. Personally, I'm into red, 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 head, I want head. I need, 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 need. I need a soft software upgrade. Like I thought, downloading my consciousness to the computer would get rid of my stutter. Nope. That's just the lag. It's just a different form. Like your, like your brain literally pops up like the blue bar. Yeah. Like the loading bar. Your life is a loading bar. Dude, even the creators of Soma were probably like, what the shit? This like, is... What jokes can we put into this? <laughs> it's not that deep, bro. But it is deep, but it's not that deep. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> Dude, do you even perceive time? <laughs> like, yeah. the, actually, yes, you do. Yeah, what about Computers that? have an internal clock, and you do perceive time, so I guess you wouldn't get information instantaneously, but you would get it really fast. Mm. Just, like... Millions of, of magnitudes faster than we can call back, recall information, yeah, uh-huh. depending on like the CPU and the hardware. But this is like far as fucking. Oh my god! Imagine being aware of aware of how much time is passing while you're stuck in that state for like eternity, <laughs> or like forever, like super long t- amounts of time. Like there's okay. This reminded me of this one. You movie. learn about all of American history in probably like point eight seconds. Oh, dude, just download it all. Exactly. <laughs> download it all. Maybe not too many. Not too much porn. You don't want any <laughs> Trojans. <laughs> Trojans ruining the consciousness pool. Instead of... <laughs> yeah, you, Why is my mind filled with MILFs? You are your browser history now. <laughs> <laughs> People get branded based on their, their searches when they were human. Yo, but I was, about to, I was about to talk about something else. I mean, I know we're like... Yeah, finish it off. It but like the idea about how you perceive time in a state like that. Like, <clears throat> there was this one movie I've completely blanked on what it was called. But it was about the idea that instead of people going to prison and serving time like in reality, <clears throat> they just get plugged into the simulation sort of thing where their perception of time is completely different. So they could be, they could be uh, plugged in to a computer for like 10 minutes, but they, it would have felt like a year past. Futurama did this too with Bender. Mm, dude, I, what was that movie called? I, I need to. He was turned into wood. I remember instead of a, a robot. <laughs> yeah, but oh my god, can you imagine how what a trip that would be? That would also be so traumatizing. Imagine like oh god, you go through an entire lifetimes, well, like a hundred years of experience, and then you wake up and it was like a, it was ten minutes. Rick and Morty did that too with the Roy game. Remember? What season was that? That was like the first season. I think I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but. <clears throat> but yeah, it was uh, like this arcade, ga- alien arcade game you could play where you literally just go through the life of, an, uh, like the entire lifespan of this guy named Roy, and you can take all sorts of different branching paths, and the highest score is based on to, is based on how long you live as Roy, but the wow. whole thing happens within like a minute or so. That sounds a lot more intellectually stimulating than the Slut Dragons episode. <laughs> Slut Dragons. <laughs> Both great for their own reasons, but that is interesting. Yeah. And also, do you necessarily want to live the longest life? Or do you want to live... Short life? But Like, what, do you, what, what purpose do you want to achieve with your life, too? Mm-hmm. Honestly, 
as long as I'm not not an idiot and I don't like get run over by a bus or like an accident <laughs> doesn't happen to me. Yeah. I don't like go skydiving with a parachute that malfunctions. I think don't, <laughs> don't jinx it, bro. I've been thinking about that eventuality for a very long time. I'm afraid to go skydiving because I feel like my shoot's not gonna go. And, and if then I don't see shoot's not gonna go. And right. guess what? The only person I have to talk to as I'm falling for like eighty seconds mm-hmm. is like the parachute instructor that I've known for like four hours. Right. And I'm like, I need to tell you my life story. How much time do we have? Uh, 70 seconds. All right, I'm going to go first. <laughs> there was a woman that I loved. And it <laughs> well, the ground came a lot closer. <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah, no, I've, if I died going skydiving, I would have been like, oh, well, shit, this was entirely avoidable. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great... I just wanted to live life to the fullest, not die to the fullest. fullest. Live the way... Died the way we lived, like Screaming like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Our whole existence. But anyways, man. And on that note, I think we took a nice, nice long jab at a Soma. We're definitely going to continue it on in the next episode, so look look out for that. Mm -hmm. New episodes every Friday. Uh, Any any closing thoughts? No, man. I think we got got plenty of... uh, Good commentary out today, I would say. Exactly. Listen out for Soma next episode, and we'll think of like two, at least three other uh, topics to get into for next episode. And I'm loving this. Dude, my throat's going to hurt like a bitch after this, as if it wasn't already. (laughs) Ben is throating like a bitch, everybody. That's not what I said. Later. What's up, everybody? This is Joseph and Ben of the Peaked in College podcast. We are now kind of, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, picking up where we left off in part one of episode five, but you might not even notice there's a part one and a part two, depending on Ben's editing skills. Honestly, like I, I cut it in a pretty shitty way, so like I'm not doing him any favors. That's that's on me. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, we kind of just went way over time the last time, and we decided yeah. decided to lump whatever we cut out of the last episode in with this one. So yeah, we uh, we got carried away here and there. And that, that's the whole point of a podcast, to just get lost in thought and ruminations and ideas and conversation. See, I mean, like, some, see where the conversation takes you, you know? Exactly. Oftentimes, like, we're going somewhere with our conversation. So, like, I don't know about you, but I think we are a joy to listen to. <laughs> you might be a little biased, my friend. I am very biased. I love the shit out of myself. <laughs> but enough about me and me and more me. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I think there are a few others. I want to say like public or I don't know. Not got to memorize this list. Man. I, I know it's just like the ones that I don't like. I'm not used to. Like I've never heard of before. I think it's like public radio or I. It's either public radio, iHeart Radio, or like Re- Radio Republic or something. And then there might be one other. Anyway, find us on those platforms, you know, the ones you use, like the real ones you use. Uh, And there should be a donation um, link, I hope, uh, on these platforms where you can find our episodes. If not, it's okay. We're still in the process of figuring things out. All that matters is getting getting a head start, getting a running start, getting things started, period. Uh, Also, stay tuned for new episodes every Friday and share with your friends and family. Now, that being said, today's episode is going to be about picking up where we left off on the meaning of life. We could also mention Soma again, but we're going in like a little bit of a different direction with that. 
On top of that, we're going to mention Ben's graduation from college. Oh, uh, yes. This is actually a pretty special episode of ours, isn't it? Um, this whole show is supposedly called Peaked in College. Well, I guess I can't be part of the show anymore, guys. I'm out of college now, so my, my opinions and thoughts are no longer valid. So. I'm, I'm the only one left in college. I'm, I'm the only one peaking right now. Ben has moved on to becoming an adult. Yep, it's only a downhill from here because, you know, hence peaked in college. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Like, imagine the ways people, like, fucking go. Anyway, we'll get into that. We might get into... I have some other, other things here. Uh, oh, my, my amazing uh, business pitch, my Shark Tank pitch for holiday lights and, and how to install them. Uh, we might talk about torture and the worst ways to die if we can find, like, a real way to segue into that. Oh, fun, yeah. But other... <laughs> I don't know why I put that there, but it is interesting. That aside, that's pretty much all we have on the agenda and whatever else, like, comes across our mind. And that's gonna fill up, like, the next, like, 20 minutes. This is a very odd combination of topics. Christmas lights. Christmas torture. lights, torture, <laughs> graduation. Worst ways to die. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like an ad, uh, Mad Libs... Uh, paragraph, but uh, let's first start about the meaning of life because we were talking about counseling, and honestly, at first, I mean, like, I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to do when going to college, but eventually, I realized deep down I always, always, always loved psychology, I always loved the idea of exploring the mind, learning about oneself, learning about the minds of others and kind of just exploring human capability that way. I thought it was so cool, like, how the mind is connected with everything. So because of that, I decided I wanted to do a job in psychology. When I was like seven years old, I was with my mom, we were walking across the street uh, in the Westview area, and there's a psychiatrist's office. And I was like, mom, what's a psychiatrist? And then she explained what it is in a very like, uh, Cliff Notes version of it, just to get me to shut up. And then I was like, I want to be a psychiatrist someday. And then, like, you know, just, you know, as a kid, you just want to understand the mind. Then I realized what it takes to be a psychiatrist. I'm like, oh, fuck, How <laughs> fuck that medical turn out? school. <laughs> fuck medical school. It didn't even once cross my mind that I'd ever do medical school. Fuck that. Yeah. It's like- so I just instead decided, oh, maybe I'll do clinical psychology. And I was like, no, this isn't exactly what I want either. Then I stumbled upon counseling. And honestly, one day I might just... Uh, go back to school to get a master's in counseling. Like maybe, maybe. I honestly love giving advice and adding perspective to people's lives uh, if I can or equipping them with coping strategies or uh, behavioral changes or, th- or changes to their, their thought processes like to help to heal someone that way. That honestly feels like fucking amazing to me. Yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Uh, that's what what got us into the topic of the meaning of life it, if like okay here a counselor is like a step up in in a sense from the like regarding the patients they deal with like you're not dealing with someone who's like psychotically disturbed or broken or like really just like they not only are they not socialized but they're they're maladapted in ways to where like they might be like a sociopath. They might be okay with killing people or they, they just can't feel empathy or they've had damage to their amygdala. They, they have problems with emotions. Yeah, like really damaged people. Counselors deal with people who typically like 
for lack of a better term, like they can normally navigate through the world and they normally ish like decently did a good job at building up a sense of self, a sense of identity, a sense of uh, drive maybe, and really like this personality uh, built up around the ego with only like a few pieces missing or some of the pieces just aren't connected properly. And so people might come and try to ask you like, what is the meaning of life? What, uh, what should I be doing with my life? Like, why should I stop doing this drug? And, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, you can... I remember like when we were first crowded around the pool table tonight, we were like, okay, so what is the why for someone should want to get off of like a drug use or a bad habit? And, for example, yeah. And uh, strive for the long, healthy, happy life that they would otherwise have if they got over an addiction or, or some kind of ailment or mental illness, right? Well, um, you say that some people, that motivation of just living long and healthy is not enough. You have to give, like, more meaning to that as yeah, well. Yeah, you, you have to, you have to, like, the counselor can't do it for you. The counselor can, how do I put it, uh, show you the way in which to go, in which to derive meaning out of your life. And they can inspire you. They can give an impassioned speech, uh, like, encouraging you to do it. And you'll be like... Wow, someone cares about me finding meaning in life. It's like, yeah, that's what you pay me for. They <laughs> <laughs> pay you to care. <laughs> uh, you're paying me to care, and you're paying me for the professional advice that you think I should be giving based on my degree. That's really what it is. No, uh, but the pitfall I thought I'd fall into if I did become a counselor was that I would probably run into the situation where I'd be telling people what they already know they need to do. And it, just, it would just feel like I'm not actually adding that much to these people's lives. I'm like, it's like, like my session just equates to like a pep talk or something. But it, that's, a really, that's actually short-sighted to say because the way in which you phrase what these people need to do like to possibly uh, improve their lives, that's what's important and you could add a lot of perspective. So let's say a guy is, is hooked on like heroin, right? And I've never done heroin. But with the stories, full disclosure, yeah. And I'm never gonna do. I've I've dabbled in a lot, but I'm never touching heroin. I oh, know that shit's scary. That's man. that's a lot for me. And it, I already hate me. needles just by themselves. You already know the story with that shit. <laughs> I hate I mean, needles too, personally. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, no. Imagine how incredibly hard it is to <clears throat> get someone to try and find purpose and meaning in their life that they should work and strive towards that they should put consistent effort in over a long period of time when for, for like a decent enough period of time or even just like one, one dose like of, of heroin could just do it for you. They've experienced the greatest euphoria they think they could ever feel in their entire life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think heroin like as, as a relaxing uh, uh, euphoria well, probably like black tar heroin will probably give you one of, if not the strongest uh, euphoric sensations throughout your body. You know, this, this as a whole separate subject from psychology and stuff is also pretty fascinating to me. Just the whole science behind certain drugs and how they work. Not that I'm like curious to try them myself or anything, but just to like 
exactly what goes on in the brain of someone. And you all there listening, use responsibly. Exactly. Or just don't use it all. We do not condone any such substances. Substance use or abuse. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay, well, now that we got all that out of the way, um, yeah, it's... It's crazy to think what goes on in a person's head, like experiencing that kind of euphoria with because of this, like, un, like, like when you introduce this, this different sub, like, I guess, dude, a, a pleasure like nothing you could ever even imagine, that you could ever even conceive, has just been experienced. You've been given this physiological reward for nothing, for mm. like procuring the drug, yeah, <laughs> and actually like doing something with your life. And it just makes you look at all the stuff you've been been doing like up till now in your life. And you either like, you're like, take a step back and you're like, I gotta reevaluate this. Or you're like, my life has been fucking meaningless. Oh my God. This is the greatest feeling I've ever felt in my life. And that's the yeah. short-sighted answer that people, uh, people like often um, uh, like, like come to, the conclusion that they come to. Because heroin is just like, a physical high. It's a physiological high. You feel probably like euphoria by magnitudes, but it's physiological. You don't feel the actual uh, euphoria and like that you would get from actual life fulfillment. Man. And so you tell this person that's like, how do I stop doing heroin? I ruined my body. And I, I don't even feel like working like for anything. What's the point? Nothing makes me feel good. But whenever I stick that needle in, like, I feel like I'm floating on clouds and nothing's a problem anymore. But then when I come back down, oh, their withdrawals must suck, dude. Dude. They, they, like, I remember when I was doing a substance, a certain substance, I won't say, I had a withdrawal so bad that I just got up in the morning and I was like, I tried to go back to sleep. I couldn't go back to sleep. I was like, I really don't want to interact with the day right now. And then I got up eventually mm -hmm. like two hours later and I was like, I don't even want to play video games. I don't even want to make food. No. I don't even want to masturbate. Not even that. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been. Literally, like, I don't even want to do simple monkey brain stimulating behavior. The only thing that got me out of it was I stair-stepped myself into normality by watching stand-up comedy. One uh. of my favorite stand-up comedians. His first show, that was like seven minutes long, I was like, I didn't even laugh. I thought it was no. funny, but I had no emotional response. Second show, I was like, <laughs> okay. And then by the third show, I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess I can like eat something. And that's how I got myself out of it. Oh my God. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting carried away. Point being is like, you got to ask yourself, if a guy comes into a, a counseling session saying like, obviously I know I got to stop doing this drug because it's damaging my body. But even if like, how do I put it? Like, obviously, I know I want to stop doing this drug because I want to live longer. I don't want to die early. I don't want to this or that. I would ask them, I would ask them, like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to die? Are you sure you want to, like, live a long life? Why? Why do you want to live a long life? Why is that important to you? And then you, you got to make them question this. This questioning, this introspection that they're not doing for themselves. That's right. You, you are a participant in their introspection with them. But you're, you've got professional knowledge, so like, it's not just like them talking to their own conscious, it's them like giving, getting feedback from a professional. And they might say like, well, I, if, if I live a long life, I could be with my friends and family more. I, I love and care about my friends and family. I'm like, yeah? And what else? 
and they'll just they'll try to to give a give a reason or they might even like give a really good presentation or speech or uh, a good argument for why they deserve to live a long life and why they should strive to do so. I'm like, that's great. That sounds great. But where's the disconnect here? That, that sounds like that's why you should live a long life. But is that why you specifically want to live a long life? What gives your life purpose? What purpose do you want your life to, to strive towards? If you don't have a main purpose, how far are you willing to go to find that purpose? What are you willing to give up to find that purpose? Is life all that special? There are plenty of people who think life is hell on earth in their, in their situations or the way their, their brain thinks of it. What makes life so special? Tons of people are, are granted life when, when a, a baby's born. What makes it so special? A guy could just have a rock fall on him, like in a construction accident. Oop, there goes his personality, all the connections he's made with people. Oh, it just got crushed by like a ton of rocks. People, some people want to die, but they're too chicken to die. So given the fact that there's, there are plenty of people out there who don't see this normal, quote-unquote, uh, value, inherent value in life that you think there is, ask yourself this. What standard do you want to hold yourself up to with the life that you live? What, what are you worth like, not worth to someone else. What is your life worth to you? If you, like, if you want to eat healthy, you eat healthy, not just because it's the right thing to do or because your body will feel better, but deeper than that, you do it because that's the standard that you set for yourself. Have high standards for your experience of life. If you think, it's, if you think life is that amazing, prove it. Prove it to yourself. Now... That doesn't work with everyone, because, I mean, like, some people might be like, why? I just, I just want to be vulnerable and express my emotions. <laughs> why are you making fun of the way I'm, like, what is it? Uh, internalizing, like, the meaning of life. <laughs> this just makes me want to stick the needle in it. <laughs> Again, oh my god. No, no, but, uh, yeah, when you think about the meaning of life, let's, let's ask ourselves, what standard do you want to set for yourself? What does that, what does that even mean? So like, how many glasses of water do you deserve to drink a day? So are you like asking me? Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, amount that keeps me healthy, I would assume. So why do you pose this question? That's me? just the start. What, how much time do you think you deserve to spend on things or a thing that you find passionate per day or per week? Oh, well, like, how much time do I spend on things that I'm passionate about per day or per week, right? How much time do you think you deserve to spend oh. on those things you're passionate about? Well, I would say as much as that'll, um, as much as that'll make me fulfilled, you know, as much as I'll feel content with myself, I'll feel like I've achieved something with my life. You know, like I've, my whole existence on here will have left some sort of positive in, impact on the world, you know, and I guess that's definitely something that I've um, really come to think about recently, especially today of all days, because I'm about to start, well, the rest of my life after, you know. And today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today, especially today, because today marks the beginning of a new chapter for me, which is 
life after college. Yeah, ben life after is my now, uh, has now achieved the rank of adult sergeant first class. Oh man, yeah. So not really sure where to go from here, but um, I'm. The time is going to come very soon where I'm going to need to start making something of my life and maybe having something to show for the past four years of emotional roller coasters and late mm-hmm. nights, sleepless nights studying and, um, yeah. Now, I, now, as much as this is a call to action, especially like given the graduation, it's like, Ooh, all right, time to get my shit together. <laughs> like there's yeah. a little, little feeling of that. I would also say you can take your time with it. You don't want to rush certain plans that, especially if they're going to shape the trajectory of years of your life. I would, I would get second opinions. I would research things when it comes to where you want to live, what kind of work you might want to do. And not just for the first part of your life, like maybe when you're fifties, you might be like, I'm kind of done with the whole insert passion thing. Yeah. That's... I'd actually like to be a train driver of all things. And like, it, it might be even something like you never thought you'd be interested in mm-hmm. until your psychology, your hormones and your neurotransmitters, uh, have, have all changed. Like, like out, out, as the years go by and how much ex- with how much experience you've acquired, you become such a different person in just 20, 25 years. It all depends on what you do with your life though. I mean, it's true. If, if all you do is heroin, oh, then I don't know if you'll make it to 25 years, but if you do, you might be brain dead in a wheelchair. Well, that's why we have counselors and therapists. Like, <laughs> I guess. But dude, you know, you know something that to get rid of the brain dead wheelchair citizens off the streets. Yes, we do God's work. Oh, by the way, you know what that reminds me of, actually? Like, the, yes. what you were saying about how, like, one day, someday, like, way down the line, you suddenly change your mind about everything, about what you want to do. Well, you know, there's... I did hear I from... even become Republican. <laughs> well, that'll be the day. But, <laughs> man. Um, well, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The, um, I heard from somewhere, some, I don't know, comedian or someone said something about this. About how... Once you become like right around the age of 30 or so, give or take, that's the person who you are at that point is basically who you're going to be for pretty much the rest of your entire livelihood or life potentially. Often case, often times that'll be the case. So what, what are all the factors that tie into it? Because this is a holistic question. It means usually in your 30s, you're typically uh, settled into the location you're probably going to live in. Mm-hmm. For the rest of your life unless you're still doing traveling but typically lots of people have decided on the place that they're going to live and they're probably already living in that place mm. and oftentimes in their 30s they've started a family by then and so that adds an extra fuck ton <clears throat> layer like like a ridiculous amount of uh permanence i mm. should say yeah that's where that's the word i was looking for i feel like at that right around that age things start to get a lot more permanent and that's, that's the thing, like, going back to the conversation with kids, your life does not become your own, like, your life is not your own anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool when you have, like, a spouse and a partner who's, like, your partner in crime, and that's awesome. And you, and you, uh, how do I put it, you balance each other out very well, and you play off each other, and it's a great uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. You don't have to challenge that partnership with a child if you don't want to. <laughs> That's what this podcast is going to be. Yeah, I'm just talking shit about kids. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> Hell no. But, um, but, but there are counter arguments. Kids are great. But I'm just saying. Um, another thing that plays into it, 
like I was saying, your hormones mm -hmm. and your neurotransmitters, uh, and they're, they've mostly balanced out. They're not doing the crazy shit that they do in high school and middle school. You know, the reason why you get boners for no random, <laughs> yeah. no like explained reason in the middle of class. Always when, right when you have to stand up to read read something or do a presentation. Yeah, it's always that. It's always moment. That. It's never. Oh god, it's I'm, never convenient. I've been there, dude. Ugh. I know. I think I've like gotten up a few times, like to go to the restroom, and just having like like your bladder that full, it it makes you hard, like like without you trying. And I'm like, dude, is that what you think? I was in sweatpants, and I, I remember like getting up a few times, but like not standing up all the way. I'd be like. I feel like yes. I crouched a little bit and I just hurry out the door. Dude, I, yeah, like it's, it's nonchalantly. It's always in the worst situations. Like you had to, it's, I, I imagine it like a funeral, <laughs> <laughs> fucking I wedding. Just to say a few words about my grandfather. He was such an amazing man. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, he must have really loved his grandfather." <laughs> He was an amazing... Sorry, the podium's in the way. I'm just going to bend forward a little bit, step back from the podium. <laughs> I start, this took a very lighthearted turn, I will say. <laughs> uh, you were saying? Also get into graduation since... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I need to actually talk about that a little bit. How um, was your graduation? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it was... I, I guess the only thing I had to compare to it was my high school graduation, right? And oh, how, how many? How, how big was your class in high school? Oh man, it was like five hundred. I, I honestly don't know. Mine was eight hundred. Eight hundred? Okay. But yeah, um, the graduation was well, well. At first, it was it was kind of chaos. Like we were we left early, and it was it started it starts really early in the morning. It starts at like you got to be there at like eight. 8.30. Yeah, it's different when, for different colleges, but they're both all still early. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And this one in particular, like, we left. We I woke up at, like, 6 a.m. sharp, and the traffic was so terrible, we still barely made it on time. And I was like, I was like, it wasn't very clear where to go. The only thing that was really giving me any indi indication was everyone else who was wearing a gown seemed to be headed one certain direction, so I just followed everybody until, <laughs> until I found the right building. And, uh, <laughs> And then I someone one just, someone just directed me to like go to the very very back of this super long line of all the graduates, and um, thank goodness for herd mentality. Uh, right, and we don't exhibit it that much, but when we do, mm -hmm, exactly. Well, herd mentality saved the day for me because, dude, it's, it's it's an innate it's it's a quality that never truly leaves you. Sometimes it's like if you're in a situation, you're like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I, I know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I'm gonna follow that guy. It would have been so funny if, like, I ended. What you're doing? <laughs> it would have been so funny if I never found the fucking building and the people were like, "This dude, how the fuck he? He graduated. He can't even find the right damn building." <laughs> and Ben Erickson to accept his diploma, and then they say your name like two more times, like with like pauses of like five seconds in between. Fucking crickets. Benjamin Erickson to receive your diploma, and then like the fourth time they're like. It appears Benjamin Erickson has better things to do than to graduate <laughs> from college. And they just, just <laughs> roast you. <laughs> you know why? Because the person doing the announcements was, was bitching because they had to be in traffic. Uh, yes. We're all a little pissed being in Houston traffic. And dead ass early in the morning. But anyways, okay, so moving on. So the, the, the hilarious part was no one gave me any warning that from the very start, that would be the very last chance I would ever have for the next three or four hours or so to use the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> no! Yeah, no, there was not a single bathroom in sight in that entire damn building. So we were standing in line. We weren't 
we were like, I'm, I, dude, I just realized this. They have third party apps that you can download, like from the app store to find the nearest restroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, even if I had that thing on me, it probably wouldn't have helped because I would have been too scared to like leave the line or like get lost. It appears Benjamin Erickson has better things to do, <laughs> such as interrupting the graduation <laughs> of his peers. Meanwhile, you're graduating with people you don't even fucking know. Like, who? I don't. I don't know that many people at like my my. I won't know any people at my, my college graduation. Man, honestly. But yeah, no. But it's a good chance to get to know someone. Exactly. Like her, I, I was her about, and her. Yeah, exactly. Like right, I was, I was about to say, like I, the guy I happened to stand next in line with, he seemed to, he tended, he actually turned out to be a really cool guy and made the whole thing a lot less nerve wracking because he was just as, he was just as, um, I guess disoriented as I was. He was just as confused, <laughs> just as dazed as can do. The guy nearly like died trying to get there. He was like he was blasting 140 plus down the highway. Oh trying my. to make it in time. Oh my god. So I, I thought I was gonna be up late. No, this guy was like booking it. Fuck do you wait. You sure that's not kilometers per hour? Cause uh, fuck, how do you? 140 miles. He drove like a. He has like a. Like we also happen to like geek out about cars and stuff because like, we're both car geeks. He has like a really fast BMW. But anyway, that wasn't a motorcycle. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He did like a little bit of Men in Black he's, uh, flying. He's, flying got, he's in a rush to get that diploma. What I mean, what can I say? Anyways, um, yeah. So we were both standing there for like around about an hour. Both trying not to shit our pants because <laughs> <laughs> there was no bathroom in sight for a good long while. So we just kind of tuned it out, and by some miracle, we made it. We ended up making it through the whole time without. But oh my god! But the time the ceremony was over, like I sprinted to the nearest bathroom. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So and then I wiped my ass, and I was like, "Wait, what am I wiping my ass with?" And you look at your diploma. <laughs> Like, honestly, I'm okay with this. You know what? <laughs> if I look back on my four years of college, I'm okay with this. Shit happens, dude. <laughs> Just kind of make sure not to flush the diploma with it. <laughs> uh, but anyways, oh, thankfully... Try and get copies of your diploma if you can. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You will, you'd never, you'll never expect... This, this goes for all of you listening, too. You never know when you're going to need a physical copy of your diploma, like, to show to employers... Which sounds ridiculous, but I recently figured that out oh, really? uh, for being an ALT in Japan. You need to show them a physical copy. Oh, Because no, really? Japan is a very paper-heavy, paper-based society. Yeah. Despite it being so technologically advanced in other ways. Yeah, no, in no, no, no. other ways, they still use fax machines and, like... So the reason for that, like, real quick, uh, is because Japan, back in, like, the 70s and 80s... Mm-hmm. Uh, went with the mantra that hardware was superior, hardware was king, and they didn't give software enough credit, and they didn't see software as the future. Lo and behold, software is the future, and all this technological, physical junk that takes up physical space is just like, it it can't be refurbished all that much, like it's, it's decades behind its time, and that's what they got for kind of Believing sternly, stubbornly believing so much in hardware. Japanese are very stubborn, at least the the business leaders at the time, and so they're they're paying for their stubbornness. Man, you're probably just full of random trivia about Japan, Japan, and Japanese culture huh, at this point. Literally, all the stuff like you never ask, you never ask to hear. It's all here in my mind. <laughs> but anyway, is there anything else about your graduation? Oh no no, no yeah, I still had. Tons of stuff through. Okay, so all the bathroom emergencies aside, right? Uh-huh. Um, we eventually were all shuffled into the main like 
like I think it's it's where um, UH basketball team plays. It's like the what's the word the court. Basically, they had the stage set up. It was all very. It all looked like really like fancy and stuff. I guess. Although I will say it did look a lot smaller than I what I remember my high school graduation looking like. Like <laughs> it was it was it was interesting. It was a little different. Um, like forty five thousand kids. <laughs> yeah. And like what like. 11,000 of them are probably like graduating in a year. Mm -hmm. That surprises me. Yeah. Like I get it. We're all in different colleges, different departments, but how many how many kids were there? Oh dude, there was there was a there were many. I I honestly have no clue. Like oh, how many oh, people like were the graduating at the normal time. amount of students, but of like a lackluster amount of prepared area. Yeah, that's funny. Another thing, like <laughs> the um, when we were all seated and everything, the uh, the microphone the for the person who was giving the speeches and stuff, it was acting up <laughs> and everything. There was like, a couple of technological difficulties. A few broken eardrums. There was <laughs> to, a, to send you off on your way into was, being an adult. It was kind of funny how there were a few <laughs> awkward little bits and pieces here and there, but like for the most part, it all went pretty smoothly. Um, it was just, um, we just kind of waited for all of like the ceremonial stuff to, to, go, to go by, all the speeches to be made, and then, um, then eventually they started calling out people's names. They started people, they started with the PhDs, then they went on to the master's student, like the graduate oh, students. Oh, interesting. I yeah. thought they just did it like, like this college, like alphabetically this college or that college. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, wait, okay. So I'm sure everyone had a cap and gown, but like if there was someone that came without a cap and gown, would they just be turned away? <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know if they're, I mean, it's, it's like a very, it's like a hugely important part of the whole ceremony. I think, right. you would look wildly out of place without a cap and gown there. I wouldn't care if, if I could get like, if I could get away with it, I personally wouldn't care, but <laughs> it just seems like it, it looks bad on the, on the school and. I mean, oh my god, that just reminded me of something. Uh, okay, <laughs> someone, okay, there was one noteworthy <clears throat> uh, graduate who, <clears throat> he didn't, it's not that he didn't have his cap and gown, he did. It's just how it looked like he didn't give a fuck. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt under his, his gown, <laughs> and the gown wasn't even like zipped up or anything. I'm ready to go on vacation once I'm out this bitch. Bro was wearing it like it was a bathrobe. My flight's <laughs> in two hours. <laughs> Hurry his, it up. And his cap was on backwards or something like that. <laughs> he was he was definitely the class clown at some point. But um, yeah, well, no. East Side uh, College College of Education Department. You don't know how we do it, Doc. <laughs> the dude. But, um, yeah, and I thought I was all disheveled looking because I barely got much sleep the night before. Isn't it fucking funny when, like, someone looks worse, like, like, like worse than you, like, at uh -huh. an event? You suddenly feel, like... Better about like, yourself? Yeah, better, but, like, more comfortable with yourself. You bet. And it's so funny that it, this, this phenomenon, like, it makes other people feel, feel better about themselves. Even if, like, they, um... Mm -hmm. Even if, if they, like, don't think they feel, like, out of place or disheveled or anything... But if they do, like, it makes them, like, feel at ease. Yeah, Like, yeah. if the person who looks like complete shit, like, gets a pass and, like, things aren't going that bad for him. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't screw up that bad. <laughs> and then you have the people who, like, ultra prepare, like, this is the day. This is the day I begin the rest of my life as an adult. This will be my special day. <laughs> and they're, like, like, looking in the mirror, like, a few inches from the mirror, like, talking to themselves. And they come in with their cap perfectly aligned mm -hmm. not one degree out of place they look amazing they're so ready for this 
And anyone who makes this event, like, brings trashiness to this event... Is like, and, you're and like, disgraced. <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm so mad that you're here looking like shit. I don't even know you. We're in the same college department, but I don't even know you. Yeah. And I don't even want to know you. I can't believe I'm forced to sit next to you. Some people are like that. This air of superiority, we're all graduating with bachelors. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally we're just... We're all graduating in the same place, like, we're all human beings. That's one thing to say at the end of this. At the, at the end of the day, remember, we're all human beings. Elon Musk... Why do you uh, keep bringing that dude up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dalai Lama, um, Hitler. Well, uh, I mean, why do you keep bringing that dude up? I'm, I'm just saying the extremes of a humanity. We're all okay. human at the end of the day. Even Ivan the Conqueror, and 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 Leopold the whoever who killed like millions of Africans. Really shitty examples, but they're all human at the end of the day, which doesn't mean you should forgive them if they do, like, unspeakable shit like that. But what it means is we all contend with the human condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we there, all, that's... We all interface with reality through the human condition. We all have lots of different nuances based on our experiences and our genetic makeup for how we, we see the world, perceive it, think, behave, and act in it. But at the end of the day... We're all human. Don't forget, there's that base layer of humanity. Yep. Yeah, and humans are very, very flawed creatures, so... Well... Yeah, like, there's a lot that could go wrong in, like, the... In, in the upbringing of a human. But... Yeah, a lot of things have to go right. I want to be optimistic about it, but I just, like, shitted on people having kids, like, like 10, 15 minutes ago. Honestly, man, I... I... Honestly, my entire life, wrong. my entire life has been has given me nothing but more and more reason to just shit on the idea of having kids. <laughs> like I've already mentioned, how my entire life just feels like one giant birth control commercial. <laughs> I, I just wait. Did you mention that last time? I feel like I mentioned. I mentioned that. <laughs> I feel like I mentioned my entire life has just been a series of condom ads. I just <laughs> this is where the marketing degree go- comes into play. <laughs> so secretly, I've been setting myself up to become the spokesman for Trojan. Dude, yep, I can <laughs> very well do that. <laughs> Ribbed for her and his pleasure. It's it's 2022 almost. Uh, guys are taking it in the ass, women are taking it in the ass, people are taking it in all sorts of holes. So ribbed for everyone's pleasure. Literally, I could just change their whole company logo to just, better than having kids. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you why. In the commercial, it ends up becoming an infomercial. Oh my god, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a commercial out there that, sh- that like, that like, showcased like a really shitty kid doing really shitty things. And, and <laughs> he's just trope. like the absolute worst Direct. example of childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just pissing like wherever he wants. He's, he's like talking back to teachers, like cursing, like, and he's only in like second grade. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, mom. Well, well, fu- well, fuck Mrs. Parkins. She's just mad because she's fat. I, I asked if she was pregnant, she said she was fat. That's her fault. She's a fat fucking these sound, whore. These sound like very specific examples, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean like insufferable white kids. That's the first thing that comes to mind. But like kids that, how do I put it? That have no respect for the sacrifice their parents make. Assuming like you have decent parents uh, who really try. Uh, like it's not about parents getting everything right. It's about them really trying out of love. But I was going to end this off with something. I don't remember what. Oh, I lost my train of thought. It was about... Well, I guess the next episode can be about 
think of all the things you'll do with all your free time. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> oh, 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 like ever since I took physiological psychology, mm-hmm. I just, I just like, I realized how many things come together. It's a miracle. Our, our human life, I know I said people like might see life and be like, I want to kill myself. Life sucks. I wish I could die, yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. assume this is coming from people who are not 12 years old and emo. Mm-hmm. It's not just a phase. People could feel that strongly about life, but I'm telling you, it's, it feels like a miracle, all the processes that come together for homeostasis. Like, like to keep your emotions in check, to keep your fluids in check, to keep your thoughts in check. Like, what the hell even is a thought? And, and that's just like to keep you in check. Then you add a child to it. And that thing has its own biological system of, of regulating itself. And in the early years, it's doing everything but regulating and waking you up at like three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning. Mm. Never in the, in the good part of the morning, like eight. <laughs> you ever notice like out, out of all the AM hours, like there are just some hours which are just like- Worse, considerably worse than others. Considerably worse, like 2 AM. Great if I'm if I'm partying with friends and it's a Friday night. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Completely shitty if I'm waking up at two a.m. for a flight. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how waking up at six a.m. is so much worse than waking up at seven, even if it's not much better? <laughs> <That's really laughs> Dude, these are the little nu- nuances of life yeah. that you come to understand as an adult. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> whether whether like how do I put it like whether it means to or not like the process of just growing up as an adult, whether you go to college or not, you learn these seemingly meaningless, like, feelings and sensations of life and reality, at least of your experience of reality. And it's just like, it's weird to us sometimes, but then it becomes not weird when you tell it to someone, you're like, dude, I know what you're talking about, and you can relate to each other. Yeah. But anyway, we, I've droned on long enough about this. Do you want to close off with anything? Well, yeah, I think, I guess, the last real thing I wanted to say for this, uh, this episode in particular is, well, the, the real, the highlight of what this was supposed to be about was, I guess, my, well, my experience graduating college today, and, well, I feel like I didn't do the best job at really, like, going through how it went, but the idea was that I, I'm starting a new a new chapter, and I am honestly about to find out what's, what's going to become, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen at this point, but I'm hoping, I'm trying to stay optimistic, and... Like, do you, do you not even know how to feel? I honestly don't know how to feel, thank you. Thank you very much for putting that into words. That's what, it's a very, what being counselor's all about. It's a very overwhelming feeling, I'm not going to lie, like, because, um, like, it's kind of, I've, I'm left with a sense of, like, what now? Well, you know, like, I know what, I know what I'm going to have to eventually do. I'm going to start throwing my resume out there, applying for jobs, yada, yada. going to have to, you know, start grinding, making that sh- money, you know. <laughs> but it'll feel good to not be broke for once. That'll be great. Dude, I really can't wait, like, for my job in Japan. Even though there will be a lot of things I don't like. Mm. Just making, like, like 30, 
thousand or $35,000 after taxes. Just being able to call yourself financially independent, man, that'd be great. Dude, uh, yes. Something I've been dying for for a long time. And well, now that's finally happened. I, like now that I can say I have a degree, that's, that's something no one could ever take away from me, you know? Dude, that's like the first thing that you should say on your date tonight. You <laughs> should be like, like, it's so great to see you. But more than that, it's so great to see me. And here's why. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I just graduated this morning. And I just feel like I'm on top of the world. Oh, you're leaving? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I have so many awesome things to talk to you about me. <laughs> oh, man. She's already getting an Uber at that point. <laughs> well, I think I probably won't be that blatant about this, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty big... That's when you're like, like I'm so awesome. I, I mean, I would pay for the Uber since I'm going to be financially uh, independent, but I'm not there yet, so like, just remember that I'm awesome, but you got to pay for the Uber. Yeah, well, yeah, today it's a pretty big deal, going through a lot lately, not quite sure how to put it into words perfectly just yet, but I am, I'm processing it, you know, um, yeah, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, you definitely want to take some time for introspection, like list some questions down and like turn off the music, turn off all distractions and like, it sucks to focus, but literally focus for like, just tell yourself five minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're burnt out after five minutes of doing introspection, stop. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, you'll be going through this process of being like, what are the standards that I want, I want for my life with this job or that job? What should I ask? Like, what should I uh, put up with and what should I not put up with? Even though I'm a recent college graduate, I have standards for myself in my own life, but I should have standards as an employee to a company. Do I want to be in a company whose vision or goal like I care about? Or do I just care about being with coworkers that are down to earth and that I can chill and vibe with? Okay. Or do I want most of my life to be outside of work? It's a lot to think about, man. And I'm, it's, in reality, just bitch slapped me pretty hard today. <laughs> it's all right around the corner. Hopefully me. tonight's date doesn't end that way either. <laughs> no, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna fucking knock it out of the park, so. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna see what's going on, so yeah. But yeah, if you, you, if you're still feeling nauseous, though, I would honestly just chill and just listen to her. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess you were right about the whole talking it out, just made me kind of forget about it. I feel better, so. Dude, it, exactly, that's amazing, the mind. Just yeah. taking your mind off of this. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind, bro. If I just took your finger and, like, bent it back and broke it, <laughs> I just whispering here, it's all in the mind, bro. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> what hurts more, the fact that your finger got broken or that health insurance in this country? Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I could rant about that. Anyway. Without getting political, we're going to talk about some stuff for next episode. Just you wait. Again, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Wait, what am I saying? Apple Podcast. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Amazon Music. And uh, Stitcher. And the iHeart Public Red Hot Radio, whatever the hell it is. And YouTube in probably like a week or two. We're still working on that. If there's a donation link, please, anything helps to keep us kind of keeping on doing this show. We'd like to really make this a, a serious part of our lives and to give great valuable content and advice and just share a bunch of humor and funny stories with all of you and we want to build a community through this so do whatever you can share with your friends and family and new episodes every friday thank you very much peace